folks and welcome to another episode of Billy Watson TV. I'm delighted and honoured today to get an amazing guest on. I've got the legend that is Santos Bonacci. So welcome to the show, Santos. Thanks for inviting me, brother. Thanks. I've been wanting to talk to you for a while. I used to listen to your shows back in the day with Kato Gaia and Tony Kilvert outside the uh, outside the box. I think it was called. So that got me into the whole um, legal thing and delving into how the Vatican through the birth certificate kind of controls everybody. That's a main method of control. Um, yeah, so basically you were a musician before that. Would you like to give people just a bit of background to, to yourself and, you know, just the general population of Star for 10 and then we'll de delve into some topics? Yeah, so I'm just, uh, just an ordinary guy, country bumpkin. Grew up in the country, barefoot, sunshine, good food, well water um grew up uh, bilingual jehovah's witness left that and then went back to them in my later teen years um and basically all i can claim to um to uh i guess to add to my story is that uh, i studied a lot you know i just i read a lot of books and um you're one of the most well-read people out there in the conspiracy world. You've delved deep into so many topics, it's mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah, look, a little knowledge is, is a dangerous thing, and I find that a lot of uh, so-called truthers, they have a little knowledge, and um, and most of it's second-hand. It's not direct, therefore it's dangerous, and um, they're misleading people. And... Uh, so for years before I opened my channel, I could see that and I just, um, it grated on my nerves. So I thought, look, you know, I just happen to have uh, a, a better perspective than all of these guys put together. And that's not a boast. It's just, that's just true. It, they, everybody's got a little piece of the jigsaw puzzle, which is great. But then they just totally fail in every other area. You know, it's, it's for instance, you know, um, uh, flat earthers that are, that are Christians, their minds are completely shut as to what the Quran says about the flat earth, Bhagavad Gita, um, and all of these other spiritual um, knowledge bases that tell equally as much as the Bible about the flat stationary earth, but they won't go there because, oh, it's the Bible is the only word of God. And, and so already they're just they're talking shit, you know. So I, I had I just had enough of that sort of rubbish. And everybody's like that. I mean, I mean everybody, everybody is like that. They've got their field, and they're just not open. Their minds are not opened, and their consciousness is not expanded enough to embrace all fields of human knowledge, which is what syncretism does. And I'm being blessed with syncretism. And so I share it with the world. Yeah, I mean, that's again, that's what I like to listen to you. you. You take all these different aspects and you just make them all connect. Like even you talk about the different religions there. You've obviously looked in and seen the commonality within them that kind of tells the same story. So the Christians can't just claim, well, Jesus is the man. It's the only way. Whereas you say Jesus is the same as Krishna, is the same as Buddha. These are all like the Christ yeah. within. So it's metaphor. 
Yeah, although it is true. It's true what they say. Jesus is the only way. But Jesus in, in, in India is Yeshua or um, Ishwara. Um, in the Essenes, it was Essa. In proto-Celtic Ireland, it was Jesus. Um, here in, in um, Mexico, it was Quetzalcoatl. But it's, it's the only way of salvation, no matter what name it gives and no matter what country it comes from. In Japan, it's Isikiru. Isikiru has been there for thousands and thousands and thousands of years before the biblical Jesus, supposedly 2,000 years ago, which never happened. You see, I'm not saying that there's... See, people get me wrong and they say, oh, how can you talk this and that when you don't even believe Jesus is real? I've never said Jesus is not real. You know, it's, it's real. I'm a Christian and I love Jesus and Jesus is the saviour. You know, but... It's, it's, it's a story I told. It's a metaphor, not a literal person coming to earth and doing these properties, or just people kind of taking Christ consciousness by following these um, kind of ideals of right way to live kind of thing. Yeah, well, Jesus is the model. You know, when, when you buy a car, you have a manual and it instructs you how to look after your car. When the universe is made, it is scripted by the creator. Therefore, there must be scriptures for the script that has been created. And those scriptures contain the path, the way, the way back. And Jesus is the way back. You see, we got into this entanglement of flesh and misery and woe and hell. You think that was a fall of consciousness, a fall of man that, that happened that wasn't meant to happen, or is this a, a, just a part of creation and we're experiencing down here as part well, of it, growth? A, a fall was meant to happen, just that there's different degrees of fall. Some people have fallen way too far, where they've gone past the point of no return. We've all fallen, and falling is part of the deal of dropping down from transcendental unconditionedness to mundane, limited, conditioned experiences, which we require for our spiritual evolution. So there's always going to be falling and rising. You know, the summer comes and then the fall comes. Why do we call it a fall? There's nothing wrong with autumn. The, autumn's not bad. Well, I've heard you talk about Martin Kenny talks about the Iron Age, Bronze Age, Silver Age, Gold Age. That's another kind of bigger macrocosm of that as well so there's yeah, it's, a, it, it's a poetic fall it's not literal although secondarily it is literal firstly it's just metaphorically it's it's just a fall from the place where where we come from which is unconditioned and where we, we return you know when you fall in love well that's well, that's not a bad thing, isn't it? You, you've fallen. You've fallen in love. Yeah. Well, someone might say, oh, geez, you fell in love. Oh, my God, that's bad. You fell. You fell. You took a fall. No, it's, it's great. We fell in love with the material world. And that's, it's like, okay, your favorite song, you fall in love with it. But the song doesn't last forever. 
it lasts for five minutes. All right, let's say your favorite song is Stairway to Heaven, Led Zeppelin. Well, it's, that's an eight-minute song. And that's it. That's the duration of the song. Then it finishes. And then you go back to what? Silence. And that's, that's what our life is. It's, it's a song. That's why it's called a universe. We're in a universe singing this verse, and then we go back to our rightful dominion, domain. So what is the point of this life? Are we here then to create art with our life? Is a life like a song, you know, we've got to, you know, I've heard you talk recently that the people taking this vaccine, whatever, is like they're too stupid to live. <laughs> I'll kill myself laughing, to be honest, because, you know, it is like a spiritual IQ test. Do you think this dark side is like doing some kind of, like a role, playing a role and offering people this, and it's like a test for people if they've got consciousness and deserve to live and knows that have their own critical thought they have to go and make their own life and be, you know, responsible in every way of their life and not depend on getting a job in a factory. Is that kind of the way the world is heading towards? Yeah, look, there's two kinds of stupidity. <clears throat> there's willful in a stupidity and there's um, stupidity just because people have not had enough, uh, I guess, lives lived and they haven't... Um, done work and that's you know partially it's not their fault i mean some of these countries there's very very uh strict dictatorial religious um laws which um condition people and they they get stuck in that belief system and they never grow you know these people we need to pity you know when i say you know that stupid people you know do not deserve to live in paradise um that's that's a general sweeping comment dealing with willful stupid people who um you know uh follow orders don't think for themselves and never come out of that state which is very animalistic and they don't deserve to live in a better place because they don't have that frequency if they were placed if they were put in the place where we're going, the paradise that we're going to because of our beautiful, pure frequency, they will just destroy it. They'll just come here, they'll just go there, and they will screw it up for everybody else, just like your Klaus Schwab's and your Bill Gates's. They are not of the frequency of the human being, and therefore they want to destroy the human being. And that's why they don't deserve to be there and it's fair it's not me being judgmental I, I have to laugh sometimes at people who say oh santos is bigoted and dogmatic and he's judgmental oh he says that these people can't get into paradise and these people are going to go to hell and so i didn't say that i just i know that because it is said by listening you have to listen to the spirit. You see, they don't. They're disconnected. So they haven't heard these messages. They haven't known these things. They haven't seen these things. I have. Therefore, I speak that truth. And they get offended because they're stupid. But as you said, there, I mean, this is like an end game, basically, where these people that are stupid, do they not get a chance to come back and have another go? And they've just got more life to live? And, or is this kind of game when it ends and it, some people go to this other place and then another cycle begins 
um, you know, 26,000 year cycle that people talk about every so often. And they were thinking about Nibiru coming back, which are a few point in that. Some people are saying the second sun, and that's like a cleansing that's part of what's going on just now. Yeah, sure. Well, the, the stupid people that are good, they'll get a chance for sure, always. They always... We were stupid. We must have been stupid in our past lives because that's why we're here now. So we can't, you know, I mean, calling others stupid doesn't mean that we think we're better. I don't think I'm better than anyone. In fact, I think I'm just so, so ordinary and so lacking when I really look at myself. I think, wow, man, you, you've, got, <laughs> you've got so much to learn and apply to purify that, you know, I don't even know if I'll make it. You know, in this lifetime, I, I don't know. I'm not even sure. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure because I know how many failings I've gotten how and and the areas in which I'm stupid myself. It's part of the deal, I guess. Being born into this world, it's you do stupid shit. As you say, why did I do that? <laughs> but um, yeah, <laughs> do you think like some people say fate or something like that? Is it? You said script earlier on. This is what happened just now. Is it almost part of a script or? What's the element of free will involved in this whole story? Like every day, if you've got free will just to go and do something else, or are we almost you try and do something that's not meant for you and blockages happen, you have to kind of come back and find yourself to follow what you're supposed to be. Is that part of the deal? Trying to find out who you are and what you came here to do? Yeah, it's a dichotomy. There's, there's fate and destiny and there's free will. It's a mixture. That's what makes it so beautiful. Uh, give you an example um if there's if there's only one bridge to go from say manhattan to brooklyn the book the brooklyn bridge well you are destined and fated to take that bridge but you can do 60 mile an hour you can do 50 mile an hour you can stay in the middle lane you can stay on the left lane you have free will within that um, enclosure or that condition that you have to pass that bridge. Otherwise, you've got to go you know, 50 miles down that way, catch another bridge and go all the way around. So in certain cases, there's limitations, which is what we'd call destiny, but you have your style and way of going across that bridge other people go 100 mile an hour other people stay only in the middle lane if you're free to do you know whatever you want as you go over that bridge but you're still fated to go through that bridge you have to go through that tunnel you have to go on that road that's the only road and therefore that's what destiny is like it's like things have already been created and set for you in your path to walk on now you have to do it with your conscientious best effort and intent and then the rewards will come according to your um your practice when you're sitting there about your intent like some people obviously the movie the secret was a bit simplistic but there's you know that kind of idea of creating your own reality and saying affirmations and putting your picture board up and writing down what you want to happen how much of an effect does that have if you actually sit down and apply that does that not make it quite rigid or 
should you kind of just get up and try your best and what your passion is every day and we'll be free-flowing? Because I'm not very good at making plans and shit, and sometimes I think that could be a failing. But, you know, I'm working on too many different things at once. Should you try and narrow down and focus on something with powerful intent? Like, I think the Gnostics used to have, you know, that kind of idea of being focused um, to get what you want and create your reality. Or is it just more of a case of things are going to happen and just kind of go with the flow more, like, more of an idea? Again, it's both. It's both. You you can, um, you know, you can go to a party with a bad attitude and hate everybody there and uh, treat everybody badly, or you can go with a great attitude and be the friendliest guy. And that, what does that depend on? Well, mood. You know, you might be in a bad mood, or you might be in a good mood. So, um, you know, if you, for instance, want to make an impression, well then. You think about it as you're driving to the party. You say, well, all right, I'm going to shake people's hands. I'm going to be friendly. Uh, you know, I'm going to do my best. And then that will, that will transpire as you intend. But if you're going there cussing everybody on the road and everyone that cuts your road off, you know, cuts you, um, gets in front of you and, and, and slows you down. If you're starting to cuss and then you start carrying that energy into the party, um, well, you'll still be at the party, but it will have a different vibe to it. So you are the creator of the vibe for sure. But then there's unknown uh, circumstances. You don't know, you know, there could be a bomb and it explodes and kills 10 people. You didn't do that. You didn't plant the bomb. You didn't intend it. You don't know what's going to happen at the party. But you bring your intent anyway, right? So there's there's unforeseen things that happen as well. And um, But you do have the magic to, uh, you know, make things better. You, we do have that magic. We have a lot of power. Just um, before what, coming on here, I was watching a video by a guy that created this... Um, photography company called Microdot and they left school and as all his teachers were saying get a job after the training and he says no I'm going to start my own business of doing album covers and he just coincidentally met Richard Ashcroft who was the lead singer in The Verve before they were famous and then he met Noel Gallagher who became an oasis before he was famous and basically told them about his intent of doing these record covers and he says oh great I'll get you to do mine so just what, what is working is intent and then that coincidental happening basically totally changed his life but you had to have that intent and desire and it's almost like the universe brought it together then because of that intention it's like there's a magic in the universe it's not just this physical world or thoughts are powerful and real things so we have to be careful and pay attention to them that's part of being conscious and again yeah. people neglect that habitual voice in their head the news programs into them yeah so they don't have any conscious control of themselves. That's why they are the sheep, you know? Yeah. They get triggered with anything original trying to get in. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So something else I like to talk to you about is obviously you're quite well known for flat earth um, stuff. What, what do you think about the Tartaria and the resets that go on? And like, for instance, I would say the 1850s seems to be, there's a recent one then, kind of mud flood and there's like the orphan trains you know and the people the controllers that came in there do, do you think society was wiped out intentionally at some point with the mud flood and then these controllers have come in and had these incubators that grow 
the children at these world fairs and stuff and where did the orphans come from in the child factories was that repopulation of civilization so these people in control now they literally think they own us so they created us and you know we are always been their slaves essentially it's almost like we're created for that a large part of society maybe the indigenous ones are been around a bit longer just like yeah. on the kind of flat earth and uh well so most of the great reset ideas yeah yeah it's it's a demonic system which was created to enslave mankind and harvest their energy via the banking system and um it's worked it's worked up until now but it always goes bankrupt and morally bankrupt as well so um as they say great empires fall rome greece persia babylon egypt with the time the time story they give us history do you think that was all one as they say this different timeline or was not like this what they call tartaria it was not like one empire that's why you've got these kind of greek buildings in america and everywhere is all connected with free energy across do you think that empire did existed everywhere all at one time or there was a timeline where greece buildings suddenly appeared later in america surely it was the same culture almost that built them yeah it is it was it's um that's true it, it, it all it all happened um in one period really but but the corporate um controllers did have their centers in those various places so the same people who are ruling in rome the vatican they came from babylon they and then before that they were in persia and for a while they ruled in egypt and in india and then you know at one point as well they were that was the center of the world what was constantinople was quite important yeah yeah of course of course istanbul istanbul now but um yeah of course uh constantine split up the roman empire east and west and and istanbul has always had the turks the turks have been an imp an empire which have been really sort of um gaslighted uh, being gaslighted really but they were very very powerful and very influential and sometimes they were good and sometimes they were the evil it's like uh, all empires you know at one stage the british empire was was great you know it was really good until they got controlled by the um the Khazarians and then um everything went downhill and now it has the worst name of all empires ever put together would you say what's the difference between what you say the Khazarians and the Phoenicians Phoenicians were earlier but you know they are essentially the ones who are just like this the 13th tribe of the not and what's you know I know you go into like the Vatican you know the families quite deeply as well in the Vatican who essentially is at the top of the pyramid because you get these ones it's the Jews or it's this family and you get these guys or that guy where is it is it, is it the Vatican is it the Jesuit order it's basically it's the children it's the children of the nephilim it's the children of the demonic uh gods that came and had um uh had, what's the word progeny with uh with human humans so that they could intermingle with them and then their bloodlines would be set up as the rulers 
and the richest ones and they would be set up to um to rule over the others that's why they keep their bloodlines very very pure the rothschilds don't marry anyone other than rothschilds um reason being is because they have a certain uh, demonic ancestor which um can only um operate through them if they keep their bloodline pure and they don't mix this is why israel was taught not to um you know uh take wives from the phoenicians and the canaanites and the jebusites and the amorites they were to keep their blood pure otherwise they would defile themselves and they would lose god's favor so which god is that well we don't know it's it's the demiurge you know there's this the demiurge is a mixture of a good guy and a bad guy you know um and so are these demons there were good demons that came and taught us good things and there were bad demons that came and taught us bad things uh with bad intent to rule the earth and so it's all about um you know controlling and ruling human beings who have souls so that they then can um continue their their existence because that's what a vampire does he must have fresh blood otherwise he withers up and dies and so he's got to continually prey on human beings suck their blood and um these these are vampires they are parasitic and um <clears throat> and that's why many children go missing because they devour them and they're adrenochrome and um that is how they are sustained and you can see it on their faces they're all ugly there's not a politician who is good looking ever in history period never ever ever there's never been a good looking politician they're all stone motherless ugly as dog shit and um that's because they have this evil um you know evil blood sucking uh, diet you know well they have to you know go through certain rituals in the freemasonic world or whatever to get to these positions in power and by doing that that's giving their soul away is to go through these rituals you know do you think there's like they try to paint a good picture of free freemasonry in the bbc will do a 50 minute special on it so oh, look we're all nice we're just giving a few wee secrets and it's all kind of harmless but what kind of level do you get up to is does it the 33rd degree where you know that's the one where they've sussed out who's got the psychopathic tendencies or whatever and then they get them to murder someone to be in the big boys club is that kind of how it works yeah every every organization has been infiltrated and at the very very top are always the blood-sucking vampires every hospital every school every corporation every church every government <clears throat> at the top will be the nasties and in the middle they'll have a mixture they'll have some baddies and some goodies and at the bottom mostly you have good people you know like um you know there's there's the odd good policeman there's the odd good politician um there's the odd good priest that are that's honest and everything and they don't know how you know this uh top heavy um demonic system works it's pyramidal you know it's um it's based on levels and comp compartmentalization and um you know what uh, uh 
yeah, how much trust they give you for, for how many bad deeds you've done. You know, uh, some people have high clearance, you know, they have this word called clearance, you know, <laughs> maximum clearance, right? That, why? Because those people can be trusted to do the wrong thing. And so, you know, they pretend, you know, most of these people have been infiltrated the churches, you know, they're, they're pedophiles and they're evil and they're bloodsuckers and they pretend to be really nice people. Oh, yes, brother. Yes, I'm, uh, yes, I love God and Jesus and I love little children and I'm here to help and I'm, you know, I'm serving the Lord. It's all, it's all a show, you know. You never trust anyone anywhere ever, ever. Don't trust anyone, don't believe anything. Simple. You have... So I was just going to say, there's Jimmy Savile on British TV for 30, 40 years, you know, pretending he's Mr. Nice Guy Charity, getting his picture taken with Prince Charles and all the rest of them. And he's out there flaunting it, but they're all doing it. How much of the kind of world stage is actual theatre? You know, this politics game that's going on. Are these politicians actually making the strings or are they literally getting told what to do? And they're basically actors these days, just, you know, doing what they're supposed to, you know, according to the orders of the, the centre of the spider or whatever, coming from Rome. Is it that well controlled? Because obviously COVID came in everywhere and, you know, it's just like a network and knows what it's doing, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, um, it's run directly, directly, directly by the Vatican. They are on top. And the Vatican is not Christian. It's not Jewish. It's not Muslim. It's all of those. You see... This is why people uh, like to blame Masons, the Jews, the Vatican, the Catholics, the Bilderbergers, the CFR, uh, the Trilateral Commission. They don't know, you know, they'll write a book about the Bilderbergers and then that's the whole, the whole picture that they have. They don't understand that these, these demons, they call themselves Jews, like it says in the Bible, you who call yourself Jews, but are not, right? So the Bible has already exposed them. Um, so, you know, for those who, who go around saying, oh, yes, it's the Jews, the Jews own all the media, they own Hollywood, they run everything, the money, the finance, the economy, they're behind it all and, you know, the wars. Um, yeah, because... They're one of the mafias, you know, and they they will always be used as a scapegoat, you know, because the Jews have such a holy, a holy name and and so respected that people don't suspect them to be part of this um, whole conspiracy. But they they're also part of it. But it's not all them, you know. It's they're just a part of it. It's uh, it's very. It's I lived in Turkey for 12 years, so, you know, they had the Ottoman Empire and then obviously after the First World War it was getting chopped up and Mustafa Kamal, uh, they call him Atatürk, he's like a, a, a hero in Turkey and, you know, his pictures everywhere and it's like, he's like a god. But then you read about uh, the Donme and the, that was like crypto Jews. So even that's kind of blaming the Jews in some way, but still it's kind of showing even these saviours that come out and claim to be a leader of a country that people love and adore, even that's controlled. Um, so there's always seemed to be, a, you know, these guys get into the positions of power more and more. What's going to be required 
people have to go to the point where we are do we need to make a stand or is it just going to fall naturally or do we actually have to go and remove these demon worshippers i mean we all know they're pedophiles and we have protest marches saying the same old shit all the time instead of actually taking action are you someone who thinks we should go and physically remove these people or just you know do your best and whatever's going to happen is going to happen well there there will be certain people who um are inspired to take action and there are certain people who are more inspired to work behind the scenes and they do good and you know they get they spread a lot of truth without being known and without being in the public eye there's there's many ways there's many ways to do this you know so every every way possible has to be um has this to is be a war would you say this is a war that we're in right now again a spiritual war but actual a real war that we're not aware of it's done through hypnosis and mind control basically and obviously yeah. the sheep if you want to call them that you know people who are not awake are almost yeah. on their side they're working for the opposition because you know you can't get a job anywhere because everyone believes in covid and everyone believes in narrative and you want to scream like what the fuck you know <laughs> <Grow a> brain. <laughs> but it's just that difficult and um, but you have to does that make us stronger and eventually that's given us even more determination like anger could be a good motivator you know to get things done and to do what you got to do to make you step up to encourage others to play their part well well it's a war there's no doubt about it and an, an army does not consist of just one type of soldier you know who has a shield and a sword if every soldier had a shield and a sword they would fail there's got to be people who have um catapults who work the catapults there's people who've got to throw bombs there's people who uh need guns there's people who need daggers there's people who need bow, bow and arrows you need generals you need um you know uh legionnaires you need um mounted uh, horse fighters you need um armored vehicles you've got to have every kind of fighter prepared there's multitudes of different kinds of strategies to win the war you know so you might flank the army the opposing army with tanks and then you might get the horses run straight through the middle and then you might have some um you know uh, some bow and arrow guys up on the up and up in the hill and then you might have some dagger guys going in doing the cleaning up you know finishing off some of these uh you know uh, wounded other soldiers there's people who are good at riding horses and there are people who are good at daggers and so everybody is in this fight you know i'm doing it my way uh which is i'm in the public eye the whole world knows um that uh what I do and what I teach I'm not you know I'm not private I'm not secret about it I've decided that I would do it this way other people you'll never see them you'll never see their faces but they are doing works greater than what I'm doing much more effective but I don't know how to do that you know I just know how to get on YouTube and make videos and teach and I've helped many many people to gain their sovereignty health gain the truth and expand their consciousness and so 
I can earnestly say that I've used my gift in this war. Um, other people, they would never do what I do. You know, they think it's, wow, it's two way up there. No, no, no. So, you know, that might just be um, someone who goes around putting flyers in people's uh, letterboxes, you know, averting them of, <clears throat> you know, certain things that may go down in the future and how to protect themselves. And no one knows who they are. Yep, everyone's got their role to play. Um, yeah, it's just it's just crazy um, what's going on these days. Were you aware of um, what a virus is and isn't before this whole shit show unfolded? Or did you learn a lot because yeah, of Yeah, uh, viral um, infections and, and uh, bacteria are two different kinds of infections and they both begin... Uh, in the body you don't catch them it's that's the basic germ theory about you know catching things from people this is ridiculous and it's a fact that you cannot catch things i mean if if that were true we'd all be dead yeah <laughs> doctors don't there wouldn't be doctors because um some some doctors see 30 or 40 flu patients per day and they don't wear masks, they never did, they never protected themselves, maybe they washed their hands, but they would see a patient who'd have all kinds of, you know, viral stuff going on inside of them, and the doctor didn't didn't worry about it, he just gave them a prescription and said, off you go, and, and at the end of the day, he'd go home to his family and um, have a meal and go back to work the next day. You know, you, you don't catch things, you just, you simply don't catch them. It seems like you catch things because sometimes, you know, you hang out with someone who got a flu and then all of a sudden you've got a flu. Well, that's an environmental thing. It's, see, there are, there are seasons. The, 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 the conscious earth knows when to release a certain cleansing viral, um, you know, uh, miasma and um and it will happen in a community sometimes it'll happen in a family but it, it doesn't mean that it spread from a member to another member it, it was just it was part of that um process that was was happening in a localized area it's um it's a phenomena that's well known and and it's not about uh it's, it's not about you know passing germs from one person to another and and this is a known fact you know we don't have to argue that there will be people who laugh at that and and scoff because they were taught differently at school but they're wrong yeah i mean i've looked at the work quite intensively over the past couple of years with stefan lanka and what they call a virus is just the cellular debris found in the petri dish as a result of the experiment they do and it's never actually been visible in a human body and you know bacteria are a cleanup agent so they're actually a good thing and again life wouldn't be here without them so they don't cause illness and the cold of the flu there's even a thing i wasn't aware of the thing you said actually interesting but there's also the nocebo effect where if you believe you can catch a cold or a flu when somebody's going through like a detoxification and sweating and having symptoms you believe you can catch it and that can trigger your body to do these things which again shows you the power of the mind and how we're more than just this you know everything's very physical 
in this we get taught in reality we don't get taught about metaphysical and spiritual you know ideas at all you were you were a musician um, back you, you were really amazing on the guitar and you were busking and you was, i can remember one interview you said you were playing for the monkeys one time you just said you can't do that anymore because it wasn't bringing you what you thought it would are you still playing your music are you still you know into the guitar and enjoying it or is it a thing that just picks up dust in the side of the room now no no i try to play every day i um try to keep my form but it's been 10 years since i've been professional so yeah my technique is suffering quite a bit but uh i think i'll, I'll uh work on that and um maybe do another album cool. another recording i haven't done one for about 15 years so i've got a few songs a few tunes that i'd like to put down but um yeah i play the guitar mostly every day i love i love singing and playing the guitar and dancing cool what do you dance to salsa all right that's the type of music no you're what kind of your flamenco guitar player yeah flamenco latin jazz fusion all right so you're living in mexico now yeah yeah have been for over two years and you enjoyed that experience very much yeah i love mexico I'm, I'm very mexican at heart and what does that mean yeah in fact people took me for mexican when i was growing up in australia many times they thought what does mexican at heart mean what does that mean you how would you describe mexican at heart uh, mexico is a land of um of magic it uh, it has it has a lot of powerful magic and um the history of it is i mean mexico has given more food varieties of food to the world than any other country you know tomatoes avocados chocolate all those things come from mexico um we have more variety of food than in any other place in the world um and apart from that we have a lot of philosophical schools you know the toltec um the um the mayan um they all harmonize and agree but they're all slightly different and they're they all tolerate each other and um there's different terrain there's deserts there's beautiful lush land where they grow beautiful delicious fruit and food um you've got the ocean you've got mountains you've got many many tartarian cities uh, they're all tartarian no european came here to build anything they came here to steal the buildings and charge taxes and uh and Freemasonry. on them that's all they did um you know mexico was there forever uh you know no <laughs> you think the lazy spanish came over here and started building all these colonial buildings dream about it you know they came here they were bums the conquistadors were bums they came here lazy stupid ugly degenerate and they just managed with their technology at the time to um to fool the mexicans especially uh, montezuma who betrayed his people and handed over the corporate uh, rights just as the aboriginals did in australia to captain cook just as columbus did in america and pizarro and uh, cortez and um and how they did with the opium wars in china and how the jesuits invaded uh, japan um they did it stealthily they did it patiently and um 
basically what they did was infiltrated until you know it's just like now klaus schwab thinks he's the ruler of the world right so um how did he get that position well they work hard and hard and they work very very hard and um you know they they exert influence over uh, educated stupid people and um so you've got all these people who think they're doing a good thing um they call it the uh the great work that they've been conscripted to this great work of um you know destroying uh, all of humanity's beliefs and health systems and um you know great uh, republics and to bring about a new world order you know um, controlled by the who and the un and uh davos and um all of these demonic creepy entities but so do they? Do these guys do satanic rituals? As we were talking about earlier, and do they, like, is are there actual demons dictating this? Like, why do they want to destroy the earth and humanity? It's absolutely insane, you know. Is it this power they're getting from these demons? Is saying this is your role, and you know, they're just they're, they're, they're possessed essentially with these demons. Yeah, because if they don't, they starve. Their 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 demon gods starve, and. Um, you know and they don't get the the money and the houses and the mansions and the rolls royces that they've got uh you know they live a temporal existence they don't think about eternity uh they think about what they can have now and so they want to keep that and to keep that they have to keep going you know in in the lie they have to keep uh feeding these demons that are parasites and um that way uh everybody gets gets their gig but you know the gigs the gigs over it's um it's been exposed and now they're just running on um um you know it's like uh the the aftermath of all of their planning it's it's failed it's you know i mean i think davos was a failure i don't think i finished yesterday but i don't see any um you know uh exalting or any uh you know any of these guys come out saying yes we've succeeded we've got our new world order and everything it's all gone quiet you know i wonder why so um do you think COVID ultimately failed do you think that was meant to be a bigger thing do you think the resistance stopped uh, well for the time being the introduction of this vaccine passport and stuff like that and um, so they would have liked to have been further ahead in the game or do you think they're they think they're on plan with what they're doing uh who knows how many other tricks they've got left but uh they're running out and um it won't be much longer you know it could be another decade it could be five years but i don't think so i think they'll be over by the end of the year that's good then <laughs> shit will go tits up do you know think there's an element of we're keeping them in there because we don't know how to exist without them because like all the jobs the money the banks how can people feed themselves there's all these food factories getting burnt and you know all this people think there's a food shortage coming is that anything to be worried about do you think no nah, no nah, not at all people will then realize that they don't need to eat as much as they used to it's going to be a good lesson for everybody and they'll learn how to eat dandelions and um uh all the beautiful herbs that uh, rosemary and and thyme and um you know uh basil and there's so many herbs you can do on herbs alone you know you can go out 
into the um, into the forest and survive with just um, drinking your own urine. Just bring bring a, a container with you and loop your urine and just eat the herbs and you'll survive. You know, you, people will find that they don't need to eat all these pizzas and hamburgers and all of this food. They're just clogging up their system. They're eating gross, gross, gross food. It's better that they they destroy those food plants. You don't need food plants. We need food trees we need fruit trees that's what we need you know i would say there's a couple of people on your side that, fruit, that plant food trees everywhere you know why we're paying for food that grows in the trees you can't you know what i mean yeah people people will find that they'll survive on an apple a day they'll, they'll work it out and keep the doctor away sounds good Santos, yeah. i appreciate your time very much it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you thank you is brother there, does anybody like to direct people to go to get more of you, your YouTube channel or something? Yeah, uh, go to syncretismsociety.com, join the academy, uh, go to my um, website, universaltruthschool.com, and there you can get my graphics, you can order a chart reading, astrological chart reading, and lots of health products as well, as well as tissue salts. Tissue salts are very, very important to, t to take, and I have the best ones there on my site. Lots of great products. And then, of course, my free YouTube channel, Mr. Astro Theology. I'm on BitChute. I'm on Rumble. So look for me there as well. Great stuff. I appreciate your time very much. Thank you very much for that. And everyone, I hope you enjoyed the show, and please share it around. Thanks for your time, and have a good evening. Thanks, bye -bye. Billy. Take care, brother. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.